Welcome to another episode of Emmy's Insight. It's your host, Emmy, and it's been a while. It's been a while since I last recorded a podcast, and I have been missing it. I've been super busy, so I haven't had the time to commit to podcasting, but I really do miss it. So I do want to try when I have the chance to come out with some episodes, and I do have so many ideas planned that I want to share. But I thought today, because it has been, I think it's been four months pretty much exactly four months since I last uploaded an episode, which was towards the end of lockdown. I thought I would start this episode with a bit of a life update, what I've been doing the last four months since we got out of lockdown and life has been pretty busy since leaving lockdown. So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the last couple of months, but most importantly, if you've seen the title, I'm going to talk about starting working with a treatment team. When I say treatment team, you guys would understand if you been following me for a while because I've been quite open on online basically about having gone through anorexia and depression and struggling with an eating disorder. So I do want to explain that I'm doing so much better than when I was in the worst place and I really thought that both physically and mentally I'd come such a long way from the worst point I was at which was in 2018 that I didn't need to start with a team. But uh, we'll talk about it. Basically, I have started with the treatment team. I'm very glad that I have. I feel like I'm finally going to fully recover. I feel like this support is very needed. And yeah, I basically had a little bit of a a little bit of a spiral mental health wise a few weeks ago. And as I've said many times, like on my platform, whether that be in podcast episodes, YouTube videos, on Instagram, healing is not linear. Whenever you've gone through any type of setback, let's call it, it could be mental health, it could be physical health, it could be an injury, it could be having an eating disorder. When you are healing, it's not linear. So by that, I mean, you're not just going to keep going better and getting better and getting better slowly. Like you will get better and then you might relapse and you don't necessarily, you know, relapse all the way back to where you started. It might be, you know, five steps forward, two steps back. So that's what I mean by healing is not linear. So I felt like I almost wasn't worthy of a treatment team because I wasn't, in quotation bunny ears here, sick enough anymore. And I know that's my irrational part of my mind thinking that, but it's just not true. You don't have to be sick enough to get help. And yeah, I know I was doing so much better, but I do know that I never fully recovered both physically and mentally. So yeah, I want to chat to you guys about starting with my treatment team, who that's made up of, why I have started and, you know, why this is going to be a great thing. I actually wasn't planning on making this episode and talking about it. I wanted to kind of just do my healing, um, how I wanted to, you know, not feel pressure to tell anyone about it or talk about it and I definitely don't feel pressure but the reason I decided to talk about it today is because two things the first thing just the abundance of um, uneducated influences and just toxicity on social media that you know like people might it might trigger I hate that word but it might trigger this type of mindset or disordered pattern And it also, it's confusing for, you know, girls and guys to see, especially younger people that don't know much about 
um, you know, psychology or physiology or nutrition or, you know, exercise science, even what is right for your body, what is healthy. Um, so that there's that side of it. But the other th- reason that I decided to talk about it is because I saw a few messages in my direct messages today. I'm not going to like say any names, but I saw a few in particular two actually one from a girl who was asking me, um, if she should see a dietitian, like, is it going to mess up her sport? She has disordered eating. Should she see a therapist? She's extremely scared to go and see them. She doesn't know what's going to happen. Like, are they going to make her gain too much weight? Like, is she going to lose her fitness? Like, what does this all mean? And, and then another message from a girl saying that she has a friend who had anorexia and she, um, looked up to my channel And I immediately thought I need to share something that is positive and that encourages someone else to get help if they might need it. So I definitely thought talking about it is important because the answer to those questions of should I get help is 100% yes. Remember, getting help is not going to do those things that you're afraid it's going to do. It's not going to take away something from your life like taking away your eating disorder which I've started to realize um, starting treatment it's scary because that's what you know and you feel like that's part of you and you almost don't want to lose that because it's extremely frightening but you have to remember that's not you that wants that that's your eating disorder and you are not your eating disorder I think that's one of the hardest things I've started to realize um, with recovery it's crazy because you don't want to feel like that but it's you don't want to let go of it and I think like as I think about it I'm like this is not me this is that part of you that's disordered that's the mental health illness so I think in response to those messages well I have a lot to say but the most important thing is don't be afraid like of course you're going to feel scared but that's not you like you don't want an any disorder you want to be better and all those things that you're afraid that are going to happen that's not you that's afraid I think that's more the mental illness that's afraid because you're not going to lose fitness by fueling properly you're probably going to gain fitness I would say I would argue you will gain fitness because you will be fueled so I do want to talk a little bit about super compensation here um, and hand seals model which is basically just about how you make training adaptations sorry to get all like annoying and sciencey but it just it's logic And the hard thing is like you could be the smartest person and still have that irrational side of you. Like half the time when I've struggled with uh, eating disorder type of behaviors or thought patterns or like episodes, I'm going to call it, I have my irrational side. Sorry, I have my rational side that's watching, thinking this is so like wrong. And I know it's so stupid to think that, but the irrational side is just so powerful. Um, and you can be so smart to know it doesn't make sense, um, but you still do it and find it so hard not to. And that's another reason why starting treatment is so important. So I do want to talk about that fear of like reverse dieting and like myths you see online of like, am I just going to like gain too much weight? Like your body is smart. If you've heard of the set point theory, it basically talks about how everybody's body has a point where it's the most comfortable. So when I say comfortable, I just mean it's the healthiest point for your body. That's why everybody's body size is so unique. Like everybody has different shapes and sizes. And even if every single person 
on the earth was prescribed the same lifestyle to a T, the same diet, the same exercise or training regime or routine, the same sleep, the same exact lifestyle, we would still all look completely different because everybody's body is unique. But the other thing I did want to add before I just jump straight into starting this, even though we're definitely eight minutes in already, is another reason that especially young people or people with less both experience or education, they're so much more vulnerable to being manipulated by messages online that might not necessarily be the most accurate or true. Another reason they're really vulnerable to this is because they, they're not able to critically appraise things which I've over the years as I became more educated myself and just more experienced I was able to see a post and critically appraise that and think that's just rubbish like that's so (laughs) not true like I've studied this I know that that's not accurate but the younger you are and the less experience or knowledge you have you're not going to not believe it you're not going to second guess what people are saying I know this from experience because when I was in school if I saw a post that some you know influencer or someone in a powerful position or older than me if they were telling me something I wouldn't think okay that doesn't seem right I'm going to look into this I would think oh okay that must be true because why would they lie to me why would this person tell me this Um, so yeah that's why it's important that we start you know, making that conversation and and making sure everybody has the right tools and information. So that was all I had to say before we jump straight into this life update. Sorry, that was so long, but let's just jump straight back to basically from where I last left off. Um, I'll try and make this brief, this update. Basically, since lockdown ended, life's been back into it, but luckily I haven't really had much uni until recently so it was a lot better to balance everything coming out of lockdown I had my last few weeks of the semester with exams but since then yeah I've basically started I started work at a new gym that has been amazing it's a studio gym in Sutherland if you do follow me like on Instagram and YouTube you would have seen it um yeah so it's such a great atmosphere and I really like working there um but it is quite tiring and I think it's not only work and the hours that I've been working hashtag PT life for AM starts um, but it's also just taking too much on my plate and I do want to talk about how this year I've kind of decided to focus on healing which you know obviously starting with a treatment team is the biggest step but I went back to work finished the uni semester and yeah then I just geez it feels like it's been so long I've definitely been able to socialize and see friends a lot more and just jumped back into training with my squad and actually one of the first and this is a big reason why I have started with a treatment team is my training and performance I've talked a lot about how I've my performance and training and physical health has suffered immensely since going through um, anorexia and an eating disorder basically yeah I went from actually improving and getting a lot out of training when I was in high school making national finals to really struggling to run anything decent and feeling very flat all the time and that was honestly the biggest reason why I just decided to recover but towards end of last year when we got out of lockdown one of our first training sessions back because I worked so much on speed during lockdown hoping that when I came back I would be able to have improved. I 
yeah, one of the first sessions back, I was just like, no, like I'm still so slow. Not like what, like, no, I definitely feel like I haven't given it as much of a crack as I could because I haven't truly recovered as I've been talking about, but I just, I just, it was heartbreaking and I just could not mentally handle that anymore. I like hung in there for years and years and years still trying so hard to get back what I had lost all my athleticism and my speed and I just finally cracked and I was like I actually can't so that was a huge reason why I was like I just need to actually recover but I also just couldn't handle the mental distress of trying so hard and going backwards in my running and like that was my biggest fear before any of this happened mental health and physical health wise when I was healthy my biggest fear was like one day something like this would happen and I would lose my like I guess talent and athleticism and sometimes like the rational side of me is like shocked and I'm like holy shit that has happened I need to turn this around but I've really struggled with that irrational side of me not wanting to lose the eating disorder and so I haven't and then I just yeah I just don't want that anymore so that is one of the biggest reasons I did start with a team. But the reason I just started explaining this is because I also decided to step out in distance, which is something I've always talked about. Um, Yeah, I decided to try a bit of a longer distance event because obviously if I just can't get my speed back, then it wasn't happening. But I've also realized that it's not going to work no matter what you do if your body is underfueled and malnourished and you're not mentally or physically in the best state. Like there is no sport or event that you can go to to try to make it work when you're not healed and recovered you have to be better to do well at anything but back to the update so yeah I was working um, loving the new place although finding it quite tiring but in saying that I have struggled with lethargy and just burnout a lot not just from doing too much but also from not being fully healed I'll keep using the word healed but being under fueled so obviously if your body's doing if you're doing a lot in life and your body is malnourished or underfueled you're just going your body's not going to cope it's just going to break down on you but yeah so work training finish uni for the semester was definitely enjoying time with friends and that was basically the last few months of last year I'm definitely missing stuff I feel like it has been so busy um and that's just to summarize how busy it's been and do you know what something that was really hard with starting with a treatment team was that I was I considered myself like fine and recovered because I wasn't in a really bad place with food I wasn't consumed by food because I'd kind of I don't know how to explain it but I was like I wasn't going hungry like I was eating enough but I also know I was still eating in a deficit because of just how active I was and how used to eating not enough my body has been and also as if you've struggled with this you know all the I guess tricks um using bunny is there that to eating less calories and being full because you have you know voluminous foods that are low in calories or your body is just used to eating a certain way so I didn't feel restricted and I was able to like I have come such a long way that I, I'm not afraid of so many foods that I was like I was able to go out with friends and have dinner and stuff and it's totally fine but if I really like deep down tap into my mindset I know that I wasn't completely 
covered and it's so hard to explain I'm sure some people are listening and relating to this though because like yeah basically I even said to the psychologist that I started with um I really could keep going like living my the rest of my life how I am like I'm training a lot I'm doing a lot and I don't like have this extreme disordered pan of food or fear around food like I did when I know I had anorexia but I deep down know that I'm not truly truly healed mentally and obviously either physically because I still haven't gotten a period back and it's now the fifth year um well it will be at the end of this year so let's hope I don't make it to five years um and the biggest reason I thought you know what I could continue living my life like this but I don't want to is because I want to perform well again like I want to be healthy and strong and getting something out of all the training I put in so I guess like as weird as this sounds but I think my sport really did save me because look if it wasn't for my sport and having that measure of wow I'm really bad like my body won't do what it used to do I wouldn't have that much measure of you know oh I've lost so much of my like athleticism or fitness or strength by becoming extremely like I'm going to use the word lean and like small if I didn't have a sport to show like wow I've extremely regressed and I can't do what I did a few years ago I wouldn't have that much measure of it besides like maybe getting more lethargic so yeah that's why I'm I love my sport for many reasons but it I guess it has kind of saved me I mean let's hope it does because I'm still in the whole process of it all Oh, so many thoughts are going through my head right now. This is going to be such a confusing podcast. And basically, like, this life update hasn't been a life update. I'm literally just talking about why I have started with a team. Okay, so maybe I should just explain why I decided to start. Oh, it's so hard to explain why because it's such a long, messy story the last couple of years. There's a few reasons, but basically my sport obviously really tipped me over the edge, but... I did have a bit of a mental spiral the other week. As I kind of mentioned, I felt very low. I felt, went through like a patch where I felt extremely low in every way possible. I had extreme lethargy and I go through phases of extreme lethargy like every now and then. It's not all the time. I'm definitely able to be high functioning, but then my body will burn out and crash and I'll have extreme fatigue where I will... I will not be able to function. I, there's no way I can train. I can barely do anything. And they're not often. So I get away with, you know, doing so much and living the lifestyle I live, being lean. Because they don't always happen. But when they do, it always feels a bit like a wake-up call. And this time when it happened, which was like early in Jan, I just, I couldn't run at training. I tried and it was terrible. And I just kind of felt like, what the heck's happening? Like, why do I feel like this? I have to change. Like, things have to change. And I repeatedly have the conversation with my coach at training when I have a terrible session, which happens very often. And when I say terrible, I also mean, like, I just get so fatigued, so tired, and I just feel flat. My body is a dead horse. And then I can't finish sessions. We always have the convo where she was like, something is going to give. Like, and you know in your heart that it's, like beyond the point of like oh you know you're fine just eat a bit more and that's why I started with this team um yeah so that's been a big reason 
Um, I also, when I decided to move up in distance, I went back to the sports dietitian who I first saw in 2020. And when I first saw her, she's been quite helpful, just like with changing my mindset around fueling, but I, I've still struggled. Like it's just been a bit on the path of like a help. And I don't see her super often, but every time I saw her, including the very first time I saw her in 2020, like she obviously helped me with nutrition, like telling me like how I can up what I'm doing. Like obviously I was in quite a deficit and I just wasn't eating enough for my sport. So that's why you're not performing. But ultimately, because I'm quite open with her, like I wanted to be honest. So I get something out of it. She said like, look, at the end of the day, you need to see an eating disorder psychologist because it's all mental. Like, you know, it's all mental. Like it's a little bit physical because, you know, your body's struggling to eat enough because it's so used to not eating enough. But at the end of the day, you know, you're not eating enough and you know that it's not your fault and that you're struggling with it. Like I was pretty open with her. And when she first told me this, I, you know, she suggested a psychologist to see. And when I tried to book, I had to go on a wait list And at that time, I thought, oh, by the time I get off a wait list, I'm going to be better. A year later, exactly a whole year later, when I saw her about the new event I was doing and how I can feel for distance when it's so much more volume and I was already struggling to feel in general life, she ultimately said, look, (laughs) you ultimately need to see an eating disorder psychologist. Um, And at this point, I was like, it's been an entire year since, since... She first said that and I obviously haven't gotten better. She's still saying it like I just need to do it. So I went on the wait list and it was two weeks ago now that I got off and basically two weeks since I started working with a treatment team with a sports dietitian, an eating disorder psychologist, an exercise physiologist who's also my strength coach and a GP. And although I was doing pretty well um, before then, like mentally, like I felt quite healthy. Like I was, wasn't overthinking food at all. It wasn't consuming me. I realized I wasn't, I was still stuck. Like I was still stuck in, although I'm not overthinking food and afraid of it, I'm still not eating enough to be at healthy weight. I still stay quite lean. I still get very lethargic. I still don't get a period. I've just gotten in a state where it's like, I can get away with it being healthy, if that makes sense. And mentally I hadn't needed to think about it for a while so I was like no I'm fine but now that I started with this team and had to like confront all of this everything it felt almost like again (laughs) I don't like this word and I'm using bunny ears because I don't know what other word to use but it felt almost like a trigger like I had to really like like I guess allow all of those negative and disordered thoughts I had to come out because I had to talk about them and explain that I was still having them and it almost felt like I was like oh my gosh like this is actually really bad I just like kind of had been like shoving it under the rug for lack of a better phrase so yeah it was very like it was a lot it's been a lot starting with a team and I almost felt like it made me go back a little bit as I said healing is not linear because I had to kind of go back and be like look these are actually problems that are still in my head and I haven't properly truly addressed I've kind of just been like no it's fine So, um, yeah, I think it happened at the perfect time because in that week where I was like so lethargic, I got so like low mentally. I also have lots of dreams. It's so random, but I have lots of dreams 
about my sport where I'm like running really badly and I wake up and I remember in school when I used to have those dreams I would wake up like I would have nightmares like before nationals I'd wake up and be like oh my god it's, it's fine it's just a nightmare sometimes I have those dreams and I wake up and I'm like oh my gosh it all came true like my worst fears and it's like heartbreaking and I try not to dwell on it too much because it is just horrible I guess the best word to use is wake up call. I just have dreams sometimes where I wake up and I'm like, I need to change something that I'm doing. And I finally feel like this year, starting with this team is finally going to like, I'm going to heal truly, like completely both physically and mentally. I'm going to get a period back. I'm going to run well again and I'm going to be healthy mentally. Like I'm going to be able to gain weight without hating my body because I've talked about this quite a bit, but basically like, one of the reasons I've struggled so much is because of really bad body image. I'm really sorry, I just realized this could be an extremely triggering podcast. I'm going to have to put a trigger warning like in the description because I didn't say one at the start. But I do want this to be positive because I'm trying to talk about, you know, healing and getting better. And for me, like I have to be honest with why I've struggled so much. It's because being lean is where I've mentally felt very comfortable and struggled to get to a healthy weight and my sport is the biggest thing that I've had to cling on to to help me get out of that really bad place because I've always said like or thought or reminded myself that I care more about my health and strength and fitness and athleticism than I do about being lean but I've had to struggle with that illness or irrational side of my brain that that often has won the last few years that cares more about my leanness or and that's why I have that eating disorder still in my head that's making it a lot more brief and summarized than it really is it is a very complex problem and it's it's a lot of factors like it's not just as easy as oh I'm just gonna like get off social media and it'll be fine like it's so much more complex than that and like hardwired deep down and that's why I'm really glad I've started working with this team and yeah so one of the things starting with this team like obviously it kind of made me have to I guess even admit to myself that these are things I still struggle with but I also had to uh, I don't know how to explain it I when I started with them I felt so guilty and I voiced it I said I feel so bad because I have come so far from the place I used to be in both mentally and physically where I can like be happy and enjoy life and not be consumed by the thought of food or the fear of food and where I've literally gained six kilos from the lowest I was at that why do I still feel like this why do I still feel like this mentally and have these thoughts and why do I still feel like this physically like why am I close to a healthy size like I'm close to the size I was at when I was healthy but yet I still um (laughs) can't do what I used to do athletic wise and I still get extreme lethargy like why and I felt so ashamed and bad about it which I shouldn't and nobody should but yeah they basically I just wanted to voice that I felt so like frustrated with all of that because I needed that support and obviously there's a lot of answers to it like still having some disordered eating patterns and my body not being completely healed has a huge impact on the physical health and physical side of things but even just the thought of like why am I not fully healed and that I felt like I shouldn't have to have a treatment team because I was like so much better in quotation marks actually why did I do quotation marks I am so much better 
we talked about how like there is no sick enough point you don't have to be at rock bottom to get help and obviously as I've talked about kind of having relapses and like healing not being linear having a team helps with those setbacks like obviously it's not always going to be getting better and it's so important to have a team around you who can both guide you but also pick you up and keep encouraging you and just keep supporting you to always be healthy and stay healthy rather than like oh you get better but then it's so easy to slip back into old ways if you haven't addressed the root cause and that's why the psychologist for me is a major important factor and the dietitian because as a sports dietitian she can look at what I'm eating and say like look I know you know a lot about nutrition but you also have gotten so used to a certain amount of food and you don't realize it's just not enough for your body and you're afraid to do this so I can tell you what to do you can tell me how hard it is for you and that's something that why you need both the dietitian and the psychologist together another reason I took so long to finally start with a team is because besides thinking I was so much better and I could do this on my own it's a huge commitment and investment Um, but at the end of the day I just thought you know what life is too short it's just so short life is too short to not invest and commit in the things that are important to and your health and fuck it (laughs) I want to have a good and healthy life in every way that I can oh talking about life is too short the next podcast I want to record after this I have to explain like the freak out that I had about holy fuck how fast the last five years have gone it's just insane and I realized like how fast the last five years have gone the next five years will go that fast too there's like time doesn't stop for you so I have to just do what I have to do now um and that is basically why I started with the treatment team and yeah so it's only very early days still so there's not too much I can say besides that it's been a lot um to start getting into and like addressing everything but I know it's um I know it's going to be for the bet the best the best the better I know it's going to be for the best I know it's going to work out and I trust in my heart that I'm going to heal physically and mentally and something that we focused on um particularly with my sports dietitian is focusing on my energy mood and stress because those are all things that if you're in a deficit your body like our bodies are so smart like they can get irrational because it's so mental like being under fueled like it's yeah like your body your brain knows it's not fueled and it starts to kind of spiral for lack of a better word um so a lot of the time if you're if you eat well you start to realize like you can be stronger that than that irrational voice in your head because your body is not malnourished your brain's not in fight or flight it can rationally and logically think and respond to thoughts that you have like in a rational way um and I wanted to address some of the thoughts voiced in the direct message I have had from this girl and from many girls in the past about you know should they seek help should they see a dietitian should I see a therapist so one of the biggest fears that a lot of people voice is um they're afraid and they're scared about losing being too lean or losing their fitness And I can tell from experience because I didn't get help for so long. The very first time I saw a dietitian, I was kicking and screaming. I did not want to go. This is when I was in the worst mental stage. So I was quite in denial still about having a problem. 
Um, and I remember I didn't want to go to the dietitian because I didn't want them to tell me to eat differently and I didn't want to tell them to tell me how to eat or to gain weight because I was like, no, like I'm fine. I didn't want to admit something was wrong. I didn't want their help. And I think like admitting something's wrong and seeing someone to help you is one of the biggest things to starting because it's like almost saying like, it's okay. Like I'm going to finally get help. It's allowing yourself to not, to finally not be in denial and finally get help instead of stay doing what you're doing. Admitting something is wrong is like the first step, obviously, but it's also a relief almost. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't have to feel like this. This isn't normal and someone can help me get out of this. Like obviously you have to do the work on your own, but you don't have to do it alone. You can have support. So yeah, the the biggest thing people are afraid of is like the weight gain and like, am I going to lose fitness? Am I going to lose being lean? Especially for a sport, like for sports that, you know, are typically told you have to be basically under body fat, under a healthy percent of body fat. Remember, this is usually your irrational brain thinking this, but it could also just be lack of knowledge. So I was very scared to recover because of losing, because of the issues with body image I've had. I was so afraid to lose my abs and six pack, which did nothing for me besides comfort my head. Like I just felt comfortable in that stage. And that's why I thought, no, I need to start with um, like a psychological, psychological, I wanted to say a psychological team, a psychologist. Why am I, why words? Because I realized like, I don't want to feel like that about my body anymore. I don't want to be so afraid to, not be extremely shredded in quotation bunny ears. Um, But this is such a messy response. I'm so sorry. There's just so many thoughts going through my head that I'm trying to like (laughs) string out these sentences so I can formulate my next one and think about what I want to say. So yes, I completely understand that, that fear. But remember, like these people aren't here to like I don't want this to be a weird statement, but they're not here to try and fatten you up. Like that's not the purpose. The purpose is for your health and for you to heal. That doesn't mean you're suddenly going to gain weight and be overweight. It means you're going to heal your hormones, be at a healthy size for you. It mostly means you're going to also gain lean muscle mass as well. You're going to gain muscle mass and a healthy amount of body fat. You're not going to suddenly be overweight. I know your irrational side thinks this, by the way, I know I'm saying your, I'm also talking to myself. I'm just saying it in general, but our irrational side, however we want to say it, is scared of gaining weight, but it's for your health. Like I'm focusing on so many indicators of health, like lethargy, like not being so fatigued, mood, stress, energy, having energy. Like I just want to be, I'm like a young, healthy person, yet I don't feel like that. I want to feel energetic again. And obviously perform well and athletic. So all of this stuff, like your treatment team is trying to help you, you know, fuel yourself so you can get performance benefits without breaking down. Your treatment team is trying to help you so you're mentally, you know, in a good place with food and not struggling with it. And it's, you know, something you use as recovery to fuel yourself, to enjoy life, not something that you use to manipulate to um, be, you know, like fueling a disorder or to malnourish yourself or to punish yourself almost your treatment team want you to have a period they want you to be healthy they want you to be in a good place with food something my dietitian even said to me 
the first one I saw because now that I'm with this team, I do have a new sports dietitian who actually was mentored by my first one. So that's really helpful. But the first dietitian, sports dietitian I was seeing, she was one of the dietitians for the Tokyo Olympic team in for the Aussie team. Um, and some of the things she told me about sports nutrition, like encouraged me to just realize it's not, it's not scary. Like you're, nothing's going to happen if you have like a vegan up and go, for example, which I would have to say was a fear food. She would tell me like, look, we gave it to the athletes in the village and they loved it. And you know, if people can have that, like that you look up to, don't be afraid of it almost. Sorry, that was such a random comment to add. But there was something I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. I used to always say, like, will I get better when I get back to, like, this certain weight? Will I get a period back? Will I run better again? And she one time said, like, look, you might not, your weight might not need to change. We just need to focus on health markers, not weight. So you don't know the size, your body's set point. It is very genetically determined if you look at what you are at, the size you used to be at a healthy weight or the size that your relatives are at and they're you know slim and lean and they're healthy then don't be afraid of you're not going to become obese like correcting an eating disorder doesn't mean you're going to go to the other end and I completely get that this is a fear you are getting healthy again you're getting to a size where you're healthy and you're athletic you're not getting to a size where you can't do your sport anymore so basically I'm trying to say no that's not going to happen you're not going to lose fitness you're not going to start to perform badly at your sport a sports dietitian is going to help you do better at your sport. They're going to help you stay in the sport for a long time. If you are young and you get performance gains, which is it's a thing that often happens, you might do better because you drop a bit of weight in your distance sport for a very, very short period of time. And this is never long-lived. If you are underfueled, this is where I want to get into that um, adaptation theory. If you are underfueled, your body eventually will break. Either you will get injured or you will experience extreme lethargy and just performance decline, which is what I have experienced. If your body is underfueled, you will not perform, you will not recover. And yes, maybe, you know, there's always those people that for a short period of time suddenly improve um, at their sport, but it's always a short period of time. Um, another fear that people have is like, oh, I've messed up my metabolism and like they need to reverse diet or something of the sort. Your metabolism, metabolism is the sum of all chemical processes in the body. It's not that you've messed up your metabolism. If you've been starving yourself, yes, it will have slowed and you will notice a lot of other things happening physiologically in your body that will have kind of halted because your metabolism has had to slow because you're trying to conserve as much energy as possible for survival. For example, the big one for for females is your period has stopped. Your body's not going to waste energy on that um, when it just needs to survive. Other things for many people is you lose your hair. Your hair falls out because that's another, you know, thing to repair. It doesn't want to use your protein to repair your hair and your nails and your skin when you're trying to just survive. So your metabolism slows in lots of areas. Your basal metabolic rate will be lower because there's less of you, but also because it's trying to conserve energy. When you start eating again, your metal your metabolism, sorry, will start to work again. So it's only going to heal your metabolism. You're not going to have ruin your metabolism. I think the biggest things that ruin metabolisms and obviously the body is so smart and so resilient, it can always heal. But the biggest thing that ruins 
funny is there um, is like fad diets like keto or paleo where your body struggles to digest certain foods like carbohydrates because you've cut them, eliminated or restricted them from your diet when really carbohydrates, especially for athletes, are the main energy source for our body and our brain. Um, So no, don't be afraid of your metabolism being messed up. A dietitian at the end of the day is a qualified professional who wants to help you improve that. So they're not going to damage you or hurt you. They're there to help you. Um, And in terms of the reverse dieting, because you're afraid of suddenly gaining weight, it is likely that the type of advice or if you are put on a meal plan, it is likely that that the dietitian will, it will be a reverse diet essentially because, well, essentially a reverse diet is just slowly adding back your calories until you're at maintenance or if you are very underweight and need to gain weight in a slight surplus. And that's basically what's happened every time I've gone to a dietitian. They've given me ways to slowly increase what I'm eating. And obviously a psychologist is going to help me deal with that mentally. But um, the whole point of it is to slowly, you know, get you back to there because it's going to be too much on your body and on your mental state if you're in that state to suddenly just like increase everything. Like you'll, you'll be too full. You won't be able to cope with it. So, you know, I'm going to say they're likely to help you with advice that essentially is a reverse diet they're not going to call it that but it will be just slowly increasing your calories back again which is basically a reverse diet so I think the best thing for this person that I'm kind of referring to and just anyone who's worried is to be as vulnerable open and honest with your dietitian and your treatment team as possible so they can best cater towards your needs when I say your needs that could mean your fears so you know if you're very afraid of your body changing then you have to talk to your diet your psychologist sorry about your fears with body image and you have to talk to your dietitian about this because she or he will explain to you how eating enough isn't going to force you to completely change your body it's going to fuel you and nourish you and you need to focus on your health and the life that you live like you know your happiness your mood your energy your performance rather than your body especially which is something I always tell myself when your perception of your body is damaged or disordered so my biggest I guess tip or advice or response to all of these messages is always 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 get help and I understand all the fears that you have but just remember that it's mostly your irrational or illness thinking those things and it's all going to be okay these people are here to help you and fuel you and make your life better but also make your you know sport um sporting career whatever level that is a long one like increase the longevity in your career and there's so many athletes out there who have spoken up about this um and talked about how you know being extremely like the typical very lean body size just wasn't healthy for them and you know there's olympians that have spoken about how important fueling is for them rather than focusing on body image Um, and then there's other olympians who've spoken about how like they can't maintain maybe the shape they compete in the olympics at all year round they need to gain more body fat just to support their healthy body um And they are at peace with that because they are so focused on their health and performance. And that's where I want to be. I want to be focused on my health and performance more than body image, which I don't blame myself because I know it's from a mental illness that I really, really struggle with that. Some of the um, Olympians that I would suggest looking up um, who have spoken about 
um, this type of thing is Izzy Bat Doyle, who I represented Australia in the 5K, I'm pretty sure, at Tokyo. And Jen LaCaze, um, our steeplechase Aussie record holder. She's talked about not maintaining extremely low body fat year round as well. So having like idols that can be real with that and are just so driven by their sport and health rather than how they look definitely helps. Another tip with that is for me at least, um, unfollowing those, I guess, influences people or sports that are detrimental to your mental health. So for a long time, I was following a lot of like bodybuilders or bikini competitors. And at the end of the day, their sport is not about performance or health. Their sport is just, or their event is a a sport, a beauty pageant. It's about looking lean and it's not about health. Like, and often a lot of people do struggle with eating disorders in that world or industry so for me unfollowing those I guess competitors is important because I would compare how lean I was and think oh you know maybe I should just like do this instead but at the end of the day that's just again throwing your mental health under the rug and disguising it as some type of sport where really it's just a way where you can eat very little calories to show how lean you are and not really address the health or health issues both mentally and physically that you might be covering up with a sport um so that's why having a sport where it's about performance it kind of forces you to be healthy because you are not going to perform or have athleticism if you are not if you're not nourished um so lastly i do want to talk about the seals super compensation theory okay i remember when we did this in depth at uni in both muscle adaptation like resistance training and endurance training lectures that I had seen it before so I think you do this a little bit in high school you touch on it in PDHPA but we did go more in depth into it um so basically the supercompensation theory also the guy that like uh I don't know if the word discovered is right but the guy that came out with this theory hands seal I don't know if I'm saying it right but H-A-N-S-S-E-Y-L-E. That's who we um, looked at in a lecture. So the supercompensation theory is essentially about adaptation to training. So it's all about how when you train, it's a stimulus. Your training stimulus causes regression. It causes a breakdown. Your muscles are damaged after strength training or you know you have inflammatory markers after endurance training. And basically training causes an acute decline in fitness or strength I definitely remember doing this a little bit in high school so we did touch on it so you might be like yep I know this all makes sense so then what happens is you recover so obviously there's lots of things that are important to recovery including nutrition that's a huge one sleep hydration all your other one percent things massage ice bath hot bath all your recovery so you recover and then your body super compensates so that means it gets to a point above what it used to be at and that is basically the point of training and then when you get to that point that's above where you were before your training stimulus must increase to cause that damage again otherwise you're not going to adapt so that is adaptation every time your stimulus increases you will decline a little bit acutely and then you will recover and get to a better level if we use a very basic example bench pressing if your max bench press is 45 kilos 
and you do 45 and a half kilos and you improve, your body is going to break down. Your muscles will break down. Then you rest, your muscles repair, they recover, you fuel your body, you eat enough carbohydrates, enough proteins, you sleep enough, you eat an adequate amount, not in a deficit. When you go back to training, that added weight that you just bench press, that new PB is now not going to be a new training stimulus. So you increase the weight for a new training stimulus and again, your bodies break down and you recover and repair. And that happens in not just you know, weightlifting, but in running or whatever your sport is, whatever that new training stimulus is. So basically that drop in fitness is followed by recovery. And then we get that overshoot above the original fitness or strength baseline level. Over time, if you don't keep training, that does kind of go back down to normal, but that's basically the super compensation theory. Your body will adapt to the training stimulus to then become better and then you have to keep improving and that's how every year you know if you're an athlete every year you try to get new pbs there are periods of time where we will have to regress a bit because your body does need to have deloads and breaks it can't forever keep doing that you need to have you know some off-season time but what i wanted to talk about is overcompensation so what happens when you don't do the recovery so basically if you you know train at that level and you have that acute regression not really regression but acute breakdown where you have that muscle damage or you have that decline after you know a new training stimulus and then you have that recovery period to supercompensate if you don't have that recovery period what do you think is going to happen your body is not going to supercompensate you're not going to then you know, get gains from that training where you can then, when I say gains, I don't just mean like bulk bro muscle gains. That is something you can gain if that is what your training is periodized and planned for you to do. But it could be gains in, you know, your cardiorespiratory fitness. It could be improving a time. It could be aerobic conditioning. It could be strength, muscular endurance, whatever it is. Those gains will only come with recovery because your muscles and your body adapt. If your body does not adapt and you don't have that supercompensation, you have overcompensation. And essentially what happens is instead of getting to a higher level, you'll just decline or, you know, go back to baseline every time. And yeah, basically that is why recovery is essential and that is why if you are working with a team, they can help you, you know, fuel yourself properly to keep adapting and improving and getting better and yeah so back to that original message that I was kind of referring to your performance if you start working with a dietitian and start you know going against your ED it's not going to decline you're going to have recovery you're going to fuel your body properly and your workouts and you're going to improve your performance and your fitness and reduce that fatigue and it's all it all is like logical and science-based it is based on that super compensation model and also just all the research that your professionals that you're working with have and not even just the professionals you're working with all the research that is out there about recovery and fuel shows that you know recovering from an ed even if that means a little bit of weight gain is not going to reverse your performance it's just going to create that environment to you know, best super compensate and adapt and improve. So if your fear is, you know, about performance wise, 
you know, you've got nothing to be worried about because your performance will improve even with weight gain. So I know this was a very long one and not the most not the most succinct and structured because I had so many thoughts in my head. But I'm going to end this. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap up this episode, first episode back in a long time, basically talking about why I started with a treatment team. And I wanted to really make it encouraging to anybody who feels that starting with a team is what they really need to do to truly recover. And if they can resonate with what I'm saying, they think, you know what, I finally need to take that leap. You know what? It took me a long time to finally take that leap. That first psychologist appointment I had, I was pretty emotional because one, I was like, oh my God, I'm finally going to get better. I had that feeling where I was like, this is the first step. I'm going to truly heal. And two, I I also felt a bit emotional because I thought, I can't believe I waited for so long thinking I can do this on my own. I should have just started from day dot. And then where could I be now? But I'm not someone who wants to live my life with regrets. Life is too short. I'm starting now. So we can only see what the future holds. And if you agree, um, not agree, relate. If you relate to that feeling, my advice, life is too short. And I reckon you should just go for it and start now. And if you feel, you know, if you can recognize part of you thinking, no, I can't do that. Or no, I don't want to do that. Or I don't need to do that. I'm happy in my size. I'll be fine. Maybe recognize those like kind of irrational thoughts and think like, Oh, I don't want these thoughts. Like I actually really want to be fully better. I don't want that, you know, irrational side of me when I, when it comes to eating. And if you're like me, when I first ever went to a dietitian where I was so afraid they would tell me to, I couldn't eat this or tell me to stop eating so healthy. Like that's not going to happen. And recognize that thought as like, okay, if I'm thinking this and feeling this, yeah, this, this ain't right. This ain't what I want to feel. I'm going to do something about it. At the end of the day, life is, you know, short and it's meant to be enjoyed and not revolved around food and obsessed and consumed by it. And yeah, our bodies are just a vessel for us to live our life in as healthily as we can and we shouldn't punish them and it's not our fault that we do. It's, you know, mental health is complicated. It is so complicated. So don't blame yourself and I recommend starting with a team and reaching out for help no matter how in bunny is sick you are and just remember as I said I was coming back from a the type of eating disorder where I struggled with being at a healthy size being very underweight and having anorexia and when I voiced that I felt like I wasn't too sick enough anymore I also remember that people get help for eating disorders at all sizes you don't have to be anorexic you don't have to be at an unhealthy weight you could be truly healthy but you struggle mentally and there are a wide spectrum of eating disorders some people struggle with um you know binge eating disorder or obesity due to eating disorders so you don't have to be at that tiny end to get help mentally and you don't have to be at the other end either you can just be not feeling comfortable with food and the hard thing is you know it's not like um someone who has alcoholism or smoking where they need to cut that out of their life you can't do that with food you have to develop a healthy relationship because you need it to survive it's not the type of disorder that you can you know find ways to cut out and disassociate with you must find ways to have a healthy relationship with food so yep um that was all I had to say 
jokes not really I could talk five ever but I am going to wrap this up because we're almost getting close to the hour mark I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I hope it, I really do hope it was supportive and encouraging please leave a comment on my Instagram at Emmy's Insight if you did like this episode or rate and review on any of the podcast platforms it does really help support the podcast and I'd appreciate it if you guys did like comment on some of the Instagrams I post you know ideas of what you would like to see next um or here next I should say what topics you want me to cover and what topics you find helpful or you appreciate because I do want this to be valuable for you as well and yeah stay tuned for the next episode I'm sorry if it's a long way away but YOLO they're worth it when they come out hopefully (laughs) and there was one last thing I wanted to say oh yeah yeah please comment rather than DM me because I have too many Instagram accounts and I can't like sort through all the DMs. It just like stresses me out. So I kind of just like don't touch the DMs sometimes. So please know I'm not ignoring you if I don't get back to a DM. I just can't. Yeah, there's too many. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great 2022. And yeah, remember seeking help is is just going to make your life better. So don't be afraid and be proud of yourself if you do and when you open up about things because it's not easy and you should be very proud of yourself because you're on the right you're on the right road, the right steps. You're doing the right thing. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Sorry, I'm back. I realized I forgot to end the episode with a quote. So here we are with this episode's quote, which is stop being afraid of what could go wrong. Start being excited of what could go right. Okay. See ya.